Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, Lisa. Here we are again for another episode of Perimenopause Podcast. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you, Nash. Looking forward to this podcast episode. Yes, and it is just us today, which I shouldn't say just because we have lots to talk about and and I'm sure everyone knows that once we start talking about perimenopause and various different ways that we can support women, you know, we can talk and talk forever, can't we? Uh, yes, could talk underwater, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So today we're sort of putting you in the uh, spotlight as we shine a bit of a light on nutrition and really just starting that conversation. And I know, you know, we spoke before we formally started recording this episode that there is so much that we could include and talk about when it comes to food and nutrition. So I know you've tried to keep it in the beginning um, as simple as possible, but, um, you know, tell us, I know that this is a, a burning question that a lot of women, you know, do ask and, and want to know about. Yeah, look, nutrition, diet, food, nutrition, whatever you want to call it, it has a really big um, play in how we navigate perimenopause and menopause. And, Yes, there's so much that I could share. So I, I will start simply and, you know, over the next few episodes and um, now and then I'll drop some little things around nutrition and just little nuggets that women um, listening in can be looking to put into their, their daily eating plan. So I just wanted to start a little bit more. We've got some new listeners on here and there's lots of things that we've talked about over the last, uh, you know, however many episodes. And um I just wanted to sort of define menopause a little bit more. So there's, you know, different terms that could be thrown around. But, you know, menopause is something that we need to uh, remember. It's a natural transition in life. It's not a medical condition. And anyone who treats it that way should be um, relegated somewhere else, not, not talking to us, I suppose. But women have gone through menopause forever. And it occurs when there's no more follicles in, in the ovaries that are capable of ovulating. So it means that there's no more eggs being produced. And this also means that estrogen levels drop dramatically as the follicles, which are the main source of estrogen, uh, estrogen. And it's this drop that contributes to many of the symptoms that women experience and are unique to menopause. And on average, this happens around 50 to 52 years old. Now, we've said this a bit through some of our podcasts, but just a reminder that menopause is technically one day. It's defined as that day that is 12 months after your last period, or as some would call it, your final menstrual period. And it's true to say that many women don't really know at the time that this is their final menstrual period. And actually, they won't know till 12 months afterwards. So you know, we're all a little bit in the dark. We just don't really ever know when it's, a, you know, that day is going to come, which is a bit frustrating, I actually think. So that transition up to that final um, menstrual period is known as perimenopause. 
And for many women, it starts in their early to mid-40s. And it's the time that these symptoms, um, whatever they, you know, are to the individual woman, will start. And it, it varies significant from woman to woman. And it can be explained as being unpredictable when those symptoms occur because you don't know what you're going to expect. Some women liken um, perimenopause and menopause to recognising, not being able to recognise themselves or even that they've lost control of their own body. And, you know, it's useful to understand, as I mentioned, that it's a perfectly natural stage of women's life that you're experiencing that hormonal change. And, you know, it's, it's an acceptance, um, I suppose, around understanding that there are changes, even though you feel like you've lost control of your body. So, you know, if we think back to when we were young girls, our body went through these huge changes as we reached puberty and we entered into our teenage years. And then our hormones were essentially firing up at that time and to support us in our reproductive years. Um, and it was a roller coaster of physical, emotional, and mental challenges back then. And whether you've had babies or not, those reproductive years are the psychological, uh, sorry, physiological pathway that our bodies take at that stage in life. Then we hit our mid to late 30s and our hormones start to change so subtly as we enter into perimenopause, which for many women that perimenopause entry is around that early to mid 40s. And the wonderful naturopath Lara Bryden describes it as a sequence of hormonal events and changes that are more akin to pu puberty or second puberty. And I really love that because it is like a second puberty. It's our bodies are starting to wind down instead of wind up with our hormones. And those hormones, namely estrogen and progesterone, start to change. It's the next chapter after puberty. And you know, it's another adjustment that us women need to deal with. It's just that the body takes a bloody long time to get there and to get to that point of perimenopause and, and menopause. So, you know, this is essentially a time of rediscovering ourselves and it's also a time to understand that what served you when you were younger may not actually serve you now. And this is where the management comes in. This is, you know, about that nutrition. So obviously we're all about lifestyle management at Own Health Collective and food nutrition can play a really significant role in supporting that healthy um, menopause journey. And when I talk about menopause, it's, it's, I'm talking about the whole gamut. I'm talking perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. So when it comes to your food nutrition, it's fair to say that the earlier that you start, the more effective the management of menopause can be. However, I don't want our listeners to, um, to get worried if they haven't started earlier because, you know, no matter how, how old you are, good food nutrition will always assist so when you review your diet and lifestyle, it's helpful to notice the changes that are happening to your body because these can, um, can, they can show up in many different ways. Some of the common ones that, you know, we hear um, the women that we work with and our conversations are extra weight. You know, they're finding there's extra weight. Their skin's not as plump as what it used to be. They've got erratic sleep. They've got brain fog. And you know, they're just some of the symptoms that can happen to women at this time. I was just going to add, Lise, um, you know, again, your description of 
perimenopause and menopause is just phenomenal and you know I think it was a really great recap and I think you know what you've spoken about and as you start to lead into the nutrition side of things and and you're right you know we give you know learning and education around you know starting as early as you possibly can and then you know some women do freak out and say well geez um, but I'm already there in perimenopause and I think again it just highlights that importance that you know as women and again I guess it really sort of epitomizes what we want to do through our work and through this podcast is you know women we evolve so much and we have the opportunity to come into our own power through our entire life and menstrual cycles and um you know perimenopause opens up that that another opportunity to as you said to really you know rediscover ourselves. and um and i just wanted to highlight that that as you were talking it just made me again connect to that power of being a woman and you know that beautiful evolution that we go through and you know if we're not quite where we you know think we should be in our nutrition or in our health you know it's about starting right where we are right now isn't it absolutely and that's you know and that hence my point about you know don't panic if you haven't really been at that point but it's never you know a more perfect time to start so I suppose you know in starting there's some really basic things and you know we've probably heard all of these before and you know some people it will say it goes in one ear one out and out the other but it really is a really important time to really listen um, listen to your body and look at some of the things that can help us through this next stage so optimal nutrition is something you've heard about um, and as you age our body actually becomes less efficient at absorbing nutrients and you know for those um, in perimenopause if you're having heavy periods this can actually reduce minerals like iron so it's you know even more important to making sure that we're getting those nutrients and this actually leads us to the next point that I wanted to make, that many women actually enter menopause with low level of nutrients. And this can actually make their symptoms even worse and increase health risks because those decrease in hormones, especially estrogen, it actually does lead to, um, you know, some other issues like, you know, cardiovascular health being more prominent now because we've got this lowered estrogen our bone health, our bone density is also affected by a decrease in estrogen. So the key is to stay nourished through menopause. Now, everybody's uh, bodies are different and this will definitely impact how we absorb our nutrients. Um, but there are some general guidelines that we can all adopt to make sure our health during the stage is um, on, you know, on track. So this is one thing that we really, really talk to clients about is about balancing your macronutrients. Now, your macronutrients are your protein, your fats and carbohydrates. We've all heard about them. We eat them hopefully every day. And these provide your body with the nutrients it needs to function. So when we talk about balanced plate, uh, balanced nutrients, we talk about getting enough protein. Now, what I find is um, women actually don't eat enough protein. And in fact, they need to increase their protein intake at this point in their lives to support their health. Really, really important. You also need to ensure that you're having, you know, good quality, healthy fats at each meal. These support hormone production. They give you satiety and they also lower inflammation. So, you know, one of my favourite things is avocado and olive oil, great healthy fats. And you should also look to include some um, good quality complex carbohydrates. And, you know, when I talk about the, the most immediate thing that comes to my head is 
vegetables and sweet potatoes, you know, beautiful, beautiful things. And these help control your blood sugar. Um, they help avoid energy slumps and they're also an excellent source of fibre. In fact, in our Find Your Brilliance Perimenopause and Menopause Support Program, we look at this in detail so that we help you get that balance um, through. We often find a lot, of, um, a lot of people fill their plate with carbohydrates and not enough leafy, green, beautiful vegetables. So, you know, we, we flip it, I suppose, for want of a better word. And I was just going to say too, that's really, you know, I guess come down to us through generations, hasn't it, with that the uh, what's it called the the table of um, you know how we should eat the pyramid the food pyramid mm. Mm, mm, which you know needs a little bit of work in my my um my opinion but uh, yeah we you're right and that really does you know there's nothing wrong with carbohydrates complex carbohydrates what we you know we obviously want to make sure that we're not having a lot of refined you know carbohydrates that really do nothing for your body except you know make your blood sugar erratic more than anything. Mm. Mm, that's it. So there's there's like decades of re-education, isn't there? And almost trying to eradicate the poor marketing that we've had over the years as well. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Carbohydrates. Yep. And, and you know, and you know, when we structure our plate really, um, you know, in this way, of, you know, looking at your your balance of protein, healthy fats, and and carbohydrates, it also gives thoughts to your micronutrients, so your vitamins and minerals as well. So you know, we get a lot of these through our vegetables and fruits and these play a huge role in your production of hormones and other functions happening in your body and you know that variation of diet the variation of these type of foods that you put on your plate also means that you get more micronutrients you know I talk about filling your plate with color and things like that so um, you know you can also do that through swapping around the different foods and the food combinations that you have so you know, just to recap there, it's around nutrients and it's nutrients are like information for your body. So you give it the right information and your body will flourish and it will actually take you through really, uh, take you through menopause and perimenopause so nicely rather than um, not giving it the information that it needs. And and if you don't give it the information it needs, your body will keep saying to you, no, I need this. And we, we might give them X, Y, Z, but it's not what it needs. And, you know, that can obviously work against us in, in um, you know, in things in weight gain even um, if we're not putting the right information in there. Another thing um, that can help us is hydration. And I will put my hand up here and say, you know, through, um, through the last sort of before January, through the last six months before that, I was definitely not having enough water in my diet. So I love a coffee and things like that. But, you know, in lockdown, I don't know what it was, just wasn't drinking enough. And one of my things this year, um, one of my goals was to make sure I'm drinking enough water. And boy, oh boy, that has made such a difference. It's, it's making me remember just how important and how needed it is. Obviously, it's key at any stage that we are in life. But for us, going through this stage, it gives us more energy. It gives us you know, a healthier looking skin. It improves our digestion by moving food through the body. And that movement of food, food through the body, that excretion of matter and toxins out of the body is really, really key at this life stage, especially in perimenopause where we can tend to have a lot of estrogen and we don't want it recycling in our body. We want to get rid of the estrogen. We use it, we lose it, let it go. So 
that's really important. Um, and I know, Nat, you're awesome at drinking your water. So, um, you know, and I've actually got this new watch that I got for Christmas and it reminds me to drink water. I love it so much. So, you know, whatever works, put a reminder on your phone and um, and pretty soon your body will go, you won't need that reminder because it, it knows what's good for it. It'll just ask you for that water as well. So yeah, that's, that's a really funny. key one. When, when you um, are conscious about drinking water and you are sort of, you know, I guess committed to it and you're doing it day in, day out, you do start to recognise those days where you haven't drunk enough water. And I and yeah. I feel that, like I'll have a day where I'm like, jeez, oh, I haven't drunk enough water today. And, and yeah. I guess it's that whole, you know, we, we do, we get busy and we might be jumping from one thing to the next thing or, you know, we we forget to, to grab our water. But I guess, again, it just highlights that, Yes, we're, we're always a forever work in progress and, you know, sometimes you will jump off the wagon but it's that mm -hmm. acknowledgement of self and saying, oh, I haven't drunk enough water today. Okay, I've got to bring my attention back to that now for tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I know that if I do, I, I, you're right, you do feel different. I feel a bit flat and it's like, oh, oh, water. Like, you know, it's quite funny. And, and I think that's a really good point too. We need to listen to our bodies more. We, you know, they're really clever at telling us what they need, what it needs. And um, my classic is, you know, if you're craving chocolate, well, you must be deficient in magnesium. So, oh, that's a great idea. I'll have a little bit more dark chocolate then, you know. So whatever works, right? Yeah, and we talk all the time about our bodies constantly talking to us. And it's, yeah. But it's also giving us ourselves permission to, to feel and, and hear the whispers that our body is, is saying. Absolutely, absolutely. So the other thing I wanted just to quickly touch on too, Nat, is blood sugar control. So our bodies are programmed to keep blood sugar levels stable. And if we go outside these levels, your body can go into an emergency state or a state where it's just not feeling great, I suppose. And what leads to that is consumption of high levels of sugary foods, those refined uh, carbohydrates that I just mentioned, and they can spike our blood sugar which will release the hormone insulin. And what this does is it goes about clearing out all of this sugar and sending it to the, the liver to be stored. And funnily enough, I don't know if our listeners know this, but caffeine, alcohol, and nicotine can actually trigger our insulin as well. So some typical symptoms of blood sugar imbalance can include, and these are things that we do experience in perimenopause and menopause, sugar cravings, fatigue, um, uh, PMS, uh, mood swings, insomnia, low energy, anxiety, um, dizziness, finding it hard to get going in the morning and a reliance on coffee and also contribute to weight gain. So what we're looking to do is have that um, maintenance or, um, sorry, a balance of blood sugar. We want to keep it balanced. We want to keep it just humming along. We don't want these highs and lows happening. So there are some really good ways um, or two main ways that um, you can actually help balance your blood sugar, which are really, really simple. And that comes back to that plate again that we were talking about. So protein, um, protein's great because it's hard to digest and it slows down that release of carbohydrates. So we want to like a, just a constant release. We don't want a quick release of carbohydrates and that will keep you going for longer through your day and it will help maintain that blood sugar balance as well. Complex carbohydrates, uh, you know, they're wonderful. They're high in fibre. And again, they release more slowly into the body than refined carbohydrates do. And again, also healthy fats. They help keep our blood sugar nice and calm. They give us that satiety so that there's that fullness. Um, they're really super fantastic as well. So 
you know, going back to that place, that balanced plate, if you eat that combination of protein, carbohydrates and healthy fats at each of the meals, this will keep you, um, keep you checked in and less prone to those blood sugar cravings. So when we look at blood sugar cravings in relation to perimenopause, um, what are the benefits specifically for us? So that can include a number of things. So it'll support your body with fibre from, you know, those beautiful vegetables and fruits to eliminate that oestrogen from the body that, you know, I was talking about that it no longer needs. Um, you've used it, you want to lose it. Um, you'll also get a boost of magnesium because hopefully you're eating some beautiful leafy greens and other vegetables, um, which are really, magnesium is really good to calm um, the nervous system and help the body respond to stress. And we find that is really heightened in um in perimenopause and menopause, it's, you know, that that decrease of estrogen can really contribute to low mood and can really contribute or have an effect on our nervous system. And I think, Nat, you probably see that a bit with your yoga work as well. Yeah, definitely. So protein, you know, the animal protein means you're getting adequate B12 levels and B12 helps with concentration and memory. And this, as I said, is compromised in menopause. The protein all also helps to support your iron levels and you can get iron from animal and plant protein. And as I mentioned earlier, um, your iron levels can be impact impacted by heavy periods. So, you know, really, really important as well. And also the amino acids from protein, they help produce neurotransmitters that have a positive impact on your mood and memory concentration. And in fact, we actually have um, we've got a great program um, around anxiety uh, support through food that we um, that we do through Only Health Collective, and that really zeroes in on a lot of this as well. And the other thing around blood sugar is your because we're eating more vegetables, our liver is happy, and our liver is really important because this this is our main detoxification um, support pathway that assists with that hormone balance that that excretes that estrogen out from, you know, from our bodies. So this is why, again, hydration is also important because it, it moves things through. It helps the liver do its work. And, of course, when we've got great balanced blood sugar, it assists with our weight management. Now, weight is, is an issue for many women in perimenopause and menopause. So um, if we can limit our intake of sugar and eat a balanced plate, it helps us, you know, it helps to keep us full and essentially, as I mentioned before, your body's getting that food information it needs to function and help you through that stage. And that's what we need. We need that constant balance that gives us that weight management, um, you know, what we're craving and what we hear so many women talking to us about. So, Matt, I hope that wasn't all too technical, but blood sugar, hydration and, you know, having enough nutrients are, you know, a great ways to start helping us manage um, our nutrition and our food, our diet through this point of our lives. Yeah, incredible insights. And, you know, I guess perhaps this is an episode that women have to go back and listen to twice. Probably. Because <laughs> there, there is a lot to take in, but I guess it just highlights as well. And I was thinking as you were talking that, you know, and we talk about this, you know, food is medicine, food is, you know, positive lifestyle, food is positive health and, and well-being. And yeah. You know, food isn't just something that we do because 
we have to do it. We do it because our body needs food to function, our, our memory, our concentration, our energy, you know, our organs, everything. But it's about, you know, choosing and being really conscious about the foods that we do choose because the food that's available to us, it's amazing in what, in how it can support us and support everything from our head, our heart, to our gut, to our overall body. And, um, you know, I think you just highlighted that beautifully. And, you know, one thing that's um, so net, you know, I'm, I'm smacking perimenopause. And um, one thing I have noticed um, myself and, you know, my research certainly backs it up is that for some women, you, your, your appetite can actually slow down a bit too. So sometimes I'm not really hungry to be eating, but my body needs those nutrients. So it's about being smart about what you're eating, you know, you know, be, have a considered approach around what you're putting into your body because if you're not going to be, you know, if your hunger's not like it was previously, you want to make sure that what you're eating is the right types of food for you. So, you know, that, you know, and if you sort of think about, I call them the rock stars actually. I call protein fats and um, healthy fats and carbs um, rock stars. And if you can look at how you balance your plate out with them, it can, it can really alleviate a lot of confusion and it doesn't have to be complicated you know I love nothing more than a a, a nice big leafy green salad with a really beautiful olive oil and some um, nuts and seeds some avocado some really good protein um, and I switch it up change my leafy greens have lots of different vegetables at dinner but there's always those three components on my plate when I'm eating um uh, yeah, so it and it can be really quick, you know, think ahead, leftovers, all that kind of stuff. It's just about re- being clever and changing that mindset about the information that you're putting into your body. So it's just something really uh, mindful to keep it mm. aware of. Yeah, for sure. And I've definitely heard you say before, getting bang for your buck. So yes. every meal that you have, you're getting bang, bang for your for buck. Your buck. <laughs> Absolutely. It's true. It's like, how am I going to get the best bang for my buck from everything that's in front of me? You know, look at the plate before you start eating and go, oh, I could put some nuts or some seeds on there or I can do a swizzle of olive oil and, you know. And the thing is when we actually change our focus to things like that rather than the weight and all of that confusion, um, the, the weight management actually comes. And, and this is definitely something I see with the, with the clients that we work with, that, you know, a lot, of, a lot of women come and go, oh, I want to lose weight. You know, I've got all this weight I've put on. And it's like, okay, let's, let's see where you are, where you're starting with. And, um, and then there's that, that mindset shift around how you are fueling your body and what the best bang for buck is. And the other stuff actually comes. Um, and, and, you know, and that's stressful. If we're concentrating on those things, you know, stress is a huge thing at this time in our life. And, you know, it really does have a major impact on, on our goals and how we're seeking them. So we sort of need to take a deep breath and look at the things that we do have control over and a lot of the other stuff just follows. Yes, yeah, so very well said. And I think too, it helps us when, you know, you keep that sort of um, saying in your mind, bang for your buck, like even when you go shopping, yeah. you know, like, yes, there's so many, you know, specials and sales and different things on and we can buy so many different types of foods, which as we know, most of it's not that great for you. So it's like, okay, well, bang for my buck. All right, well, I might be paying a little bit more for something, but I know that I'm getting all round bang for my buck for yeah. my body, even for my, you know, um, my wallet. You know, so you sort of you're consciously shopping, you're consciously eating and knowing that you're fueling your body as best as you possibly can. You can. And, you know, it's a good point too, Nat. Um, 
you know, when you go shopping, I, I tend to shop the outer perimeter of the supermarket because that's where all the goodness is. Um, and look, if you are buying packaged some, you know, whatever, read the label, read the ingredients. You know, if they if you don't recognise them, put it back down. If there's a big long list with a whole lot of numbers and emulsifiers and all these type of things, put it back down. Um, you know, because they don't serve you and. The reality is that when you eat well, um, you actually don't, well, I actually find, you know, processed food's actually quite expensive too, you know, if, if that was making up the majority of your, of your trolley. But you actually find that you get, you, you become satiated because it's information, food is information, and your body will recognise the, you know, the good food information and give you that, um, that feeling of fullness, contentment, satiety, Whereas processed food, it is short-lived and it, you know, it'll put you, raise your blood sugar and then you'll come dipping right back down and you're looking for the next thing because your body hasn't got that information it needed in the first place. Mm, so very well said. Such important information and um, I think as I said in the opening that, yeah, we could talk and talk about um, nutrition and food forever and a day, but I know you've got a few other episodes up your sleeve for this podcast too. So we look forward to hearing more about, you know, your tips and um, suggestions and learning about how to really fuel our body during perimenopause. Cool. I'm looking forward to that too, Nat. Likewise, Lise. Thanks again. See you next time. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.